Ladies and gentlemen, massive breaking news reports that the Capitol Rotunda has been tear gassed as Trump supporters have breached the building and are making their ways to the main chamber. Chuck Grassley and Mike Pence have been ushered out to a secure location. The joint session has been recessed. Evacuations are underway. Cue Ron Paul. It's happening meme. I didn't think it. I didn't think it. I mean, I thought Trump supporters would show up, but uh, I was wrong. I, I didn't think this would happen. It started when news reports came that Trump supporters breached four layers of outside security. Many didn't know if they were going to continue on and make their way into the building. We then saw video emerge of Trump supporters bashing out the windows of the Capitol building. They've made their way in. Some men have fire, extinguish- fire extinguishers and are dispersing them, creating smoke screens so the police can't see. They're making their way in. Several people on the left and even some Republicans are calling this a coup attempt. Donald Trump tweeted out that Mike Pence didn't have the courage, something to that effect. I'll go through these tweets, but many people are saying Trump is not disavowing this. Mike Pence issued a statement saying he will not return fraudulent electors because he doesn't have the power, thus saying he will not be supporting the president in his effort. We were in the midst of hearing from senators and, and members of Congress about their objections and their oppositions to the objection. When they announced that the Trump supporters breached the building, here's here's a tweet from Matt Fuller. They've just dispersed tear gas in the rotunda and are telling members to put on gas masks under their seats. My friends, over the past couple of hours, I've been looking at this story and trying to compile what's been happening. They gave out bags with gas masks to members of Congress. This is the escalation. Where we go from here, I have no idea. It could be that Trump supporters take the Capitol building, they shut down the Electoral College vote, and we enter a constitutional crisis. It could be that, uh, okay, I got to slow down. The National Guard is being requested. They're in D.C. They may shut this down, but there is not enough law enforcement or National Guard to deal with the tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people who are there. We've seen photos and videos that appears to be mid to high 10,000s, maybe 50 to 90,000 or so. I'm not entirely sure. Some have reported over 100,000 of those people. Many of them will not fight. There's a lot of older uh, men and women who are probably not going to be involved. And a lot of people who didn't come there expecting to get into a clash to take the capital. But if several thousand remain uh, and they're not going to back down. It's going to be very difficult to regain control. This could result in a violent clampdown of military authority or martial law, something to that effect, which results in a harder lockdown nationwide. Or it could result in Trump supporters somehow taking power and Donald Trump remaining president. I'm not confident in that. I believe that's slim to none. I still believe after all of this, Biden will be president. I believe the most likely outcome to everything I'm telling you right now is that Biden will be emboldened to clamp down lockdown and enforce martial law. From this, we may actually get legit insurrection act. Jake, uh, uh, you've got Jake Tapper saying, you know, this is being incited by Trump and it's stochastic terrorism. You've got Democrats saying this is insurrection. It's rebellion. And you've got a Republican saying it's a coup attempt, perfect grounds to to invoke the Insurrection Act. The only issue, Donald Trump is currently the president. Let's not waste any time. I want to show you what's going on. As per usual, before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate. If you'd like to support my work, there are many ways you can give. Please consider sharing this video to let people know what is going on. And I will show you a series of photos, some video clips, tweets, and news updates as to what is happening in the Capitol. By the time you're watching this video, There are probably way more updates. We will be live tonight at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL 8 p.m. going over the latest videos and developments on what is happening right now. But my friends, please let everyone know Trump supporters have breached the U.S. Capitol building. The rotunda has been tear gassed. According to several reports, there are videos coming from inside the Capitol. I didn't think it. I am shocked to say the least. So I have this tweet. Adam Kinzinger, a Republican from Illinois, says this is a coup attempt. What main critics are saying about this is that because Donald Trump has not called on his supporters to stop, in fact, he called for them to be here, they are saying that is stochastic terrorism. What that means is that Trump knew that they're implying Trump knew that by calling for his supporters to go to D.C., they would do this. 
And they and they and that would shut down the joint session. The joint session of Congress taking place that was taking place was supposed to count the votes to certify Joe Biden as the winner. There were calls to suspend this while court cases are currently pending with the with the latest security breach. Pence, who is presiding as president of the Senate, has been ushered out, removed. The session has been put in recess. And Chuck Grassley, who would preside in his stead, has also been removed and brought to a secure location. The session has been brought to recess. It is not happening. I don't know uh, when something like this has happened before, but I don't know where we go from here other than we have a constitutional crisis. It could be resolved tonight. For all we know, the National Guard comes in, clears everything out. Congress comes back, certify Joe Biden's win. Or maybe these Trump supporters don't leave. In fact, with what's going on, I can only imagine more Trump supporters will be flocking full speed to D.C. This is it. And it's true for Antifa as well. Many people don't believe that there will be the political willpower. Like I said over and over again, I did not think the Trump supporters would do anything like this. I thought it would be flag waving and cheering and calls for another chance in the next election. I said previously, just earlier today, I thought that it was going to be, you know, uh, uh, 2022, the Republicans come back and we get a rebound in the House. This is different. People who are seeing this, and this is and this is my fear, people who are witnessing that Trump supporters have made the moves, have probably already gotten in their cars and are driving full speed towards D.C., Trump supporters and Antifa alike. From WRCBTV, protesters at U.S. Capitol force both the Senate and the House to recess during certification of the Electoral College votes. More than a dozen Senate Republicans and over 100 GOP House members plan to oppose the certification. We have this from The Hill. Capitol placed on lockdown, buildings evacuated amid protests. Reports are coming in that objects appearing to be pipe bombs have been found. Now, the all clear has been reported by several people, but this is a developing story. So please stay safe. They are ordering shelter in place. Let's start going through some of these tweets. I got to just we're just going to go through them. We're going to go through them. Jake Tapper tweeted, House GOP staffer tells me private residences on Capitol Hill are now being evacuated by Capitol Police. This as of 1.46 p.m., private residents in the Capitol being evacuated. Jake Gibson tweets, multiple suspicious packages have been found near the Capitol grounds. According to multiple law enforcement officials, at least one of these devices resembled a pipe bomb. According to an official who saw the device, it is not clear yet if these are actually explosive devices. Lauren Pakoff, who is a MSNBC executive producer, tweets just in from Pete Williams, a member of the U.S. Senate tells NBC News, Vice President Pence and Senator Grassley, the president pro temp uh, temp, have been have been taken to a secure location. The doors of the Senate have been closed and locked, and senators have been told to stay away from the doors. Take a look at this video. I now bring you Trump supporters on the balcony breaching the Capitol grounds. And this is just the beginning. This is more. This is a video coming from, it appears to be MSNBC. Jackie Heinrich, who is a Fox News national correspondent, tweets, shelter in place now at Longworth Rayburn buildings due to police activity per message sent by the U.S. Capitol Police. Protesters have torn down a barrier. Fireworks are going off outside the Capitol. People in a tower telling the crowd to press forward, move forward, and we can beat them, throwing things at police, crowd pushing up, chanting USA. This is unreal. This tweet from Andrew Egger of the Dispatch. There have been reports that tear gas has been deployed outside the grounds, my friends. There have been reports that they have tear gassed inside the rotunda. This is this is historical. This is absolutely insane. Jessica Valenti, a noted feminist writer, says, never thought I'd see an attempted coup attempt. But here we are. Jasmine Uloa, she is for a writer for the Boston Globe, shows this video where you can see Trump supporters have breached the Capitol. There they are walking in the building. And there's more. Take a look at this photo from the Washingtonian. What you are seeing is people using barricades as ladders to then scale the walls outside the Capitol to get onto the Capitol grounds. I kid you not, Trump supporters are scaling a wall to breach the Capitol grounds. We have this tweet here from David Hines. He says, here's something even crazier. 
the odds are almost 100% that they are doing this without jail support or a bail fund. And he's tweeting in response to Elijah Schaefer. We had Elijah on the show just the other day. He says, breaking Trump supporters have breached the Capitol building, tearing down four layers of security fencing and are attempting to occupy the building. So since then, we have seen them actually make it inside the building. For those that aren't familiar, the leftists and Antifa are typically emboldened by the fact that they have groups like the National Lawyers Guild and the ACLU who have prepared defense for them. And when they get arrested, they get bail and legal support. Numerous organizations collect donations to bail people out. These Trump supporters that are here doing this, they have, I I doubt they have any organizational understanding of what's to come. There is something interesting in all of this, though. This is federal grounds. These people are storming a federal building. Any and all charges will be federal. And that means Donald Trump does have pardon power. Now, I don't know if that plays a role in this, but it's just something to consider. Trump would need their names and be able to, 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 in order to issue these pardons in the next couple of weeks. It's hard to know who these people are and what their names are. They're wearing masks and the investigations into these individuals, because they, you can't see their faces. They are not, they are not prepared or organized the way Antifa is. It is likely that in the coming months, they will start arresting people, people involved in organizing, people involved in supporting this. And it's going to get absolutely crazy. Jake Tapper says stochastic terrorism, Trump, his Hill allies and MAGA media lie about the election and violence follows. I mentioned this earlier, but now uh, I bring it up because I want to point out it doesn't matter. It doesn't whether or not Jake Tapper says good or bad, yes or no, right or wrong is irrelevant. Trump supporters don't believe him. They don't believe the media. And my friends, I, I warned years ago that the street battles we saw on the ground would make their way to the highest levels of government. And I was here, not just with the president, but with uh, his supporters breaching the grounds. When Jake Tapper says that this is stochastic terrorism, that Trump is is, is, in lying and, and the violence follows, it's meaningless to a Trump supporter. The truth is the media lies. You have fringe right wing outlets that write fake news. You have diehard Trump supporters who are conspiracy theorists and believe in correct things. I believe the overwhelming majority of Trump supporters, probably the ones who aren't storming the building, understand what's going on with media lies and the corruption of our institutions, but not enough. They don't believe enough crazy stuff to actually storm a building. Perhaps this was Lynn Wood's real intent. Lynn Wood has been is a Trump lawyer, and he's been tweeting very crazy things for some time, and I've heavily criticized him, but he's not been ratioed. Ratioing is when you get more replies than retweets, meaning most people have something to say and don't consider sharing what you've what you've written. Linwood has called for the arrest of Mike Pence, calling him a traitor, treason, saying Chief Justice Roberts should be arrested as well. These are unhinged tweets. But when he starts tweeting things, making these accusations, the more diehard zealous of Trump's base are enraged. And Lynn Wood is not, not directly calling for anything. And I wouldn't imply that. I think you have to be explicit in your calls for, for violence. But saying that the president sh- or the vice president should be arrested on charges of treason. Do you know what the penalty for treason is? I believe it's death. So these are very bold statements. Now you're going to see the most ardent of Trump supporters, not the average Trump supporter, storming into the building and more violence. Currently, many prominent conservatives are saying, stop, don't do this. This is not how we handle this. Steve Scalise, for instance, Dana Lash, many other prominent conservatives are saying it's a big mistake. They're doing it anyway. I believe these people will find themselves in prison. We have more I want to show you. Anna Timmer tweets, they just put up a cross in front of the Capitol building. In this video, you can see that several men have mounted a giant Christian cross, I believe that's the accurate way to uh, phrase it. And they've mounted it to a base on the Capitol grounds in front of the Capitol building right there. These are people who are fighting for what they believe is being destroyed. Whether whether you like them or not, whether they're right or wrong, they are coming here to assert what they want. In one tweet from Julio Rosas, he says, Capitol Police are using flashbangs to try to get the Trump crowd to disperse. This was before, of course, uh, uh, everyone actually started making their way into the building. Burgess Everett, 
on Twitter. He is a Politico co-congressional bureau chief, says audio message plays in Capitol buildings. Stay away from windows and doors. Kind of unsettling. And in a tweet from Timothy Burke, we can see multiple officers are being carried away after being injured. My friends, I'm shocked. I am absolutely shocked going through this. And as, as I'm recording this, my concern is that there's so much more happening. By the time you watch this video, this video is out of date. We will probably end up going live early at, over at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL. I had been saying that I planned to go down to DC, but didn't know if, uh, you know, what, the, what, what we would end up being able to actually accomplish. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, we probably won't, uh, won't be making it for obvious reasons. But more importantly, I mentioned earlier, there are COVID restrictions. That means we could show up and then I can't even get live and can't even get the show and cover what's going on and tell you what's happening. Individuals, because of this, won't be able to get through security perimeters, nor uh, because of the lockdowns in security and COVID, will they be able to even get to the building to do the show? It probably makes very little sense for us to 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 get down at this point. But most importantly, the safety of the people who work with me is paramount. I'd be more than willing to risk my own safety and security, but we have several other people involved in the show, and I can't tell them to come down and enter a dangerous situation like this. It just doesn't seem reasonable. It doesn't seem feasible. So I'm going to be watching nonstop. We're going to be tracking the news, and I am going to uh, have the show prob- pro- probably early, live, youtube.com slash timcast.irl. But let's, 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 let's talk a little bit about this. I want to read you just some from the WRCB-TV story. I wanted to get through as much as possible of what was happening, show you here, and then I want to talk about what Mike Pence has said and give you the official statement from Pence as to why this may have all started. WRCB TV says protesters have entered the Capitol, uh, both chambers, and they've mounted on the steps. Uh, okay, so I, I don't need to go through this. I think the, the, the title is the title. This is the big news from this morning from uh, I'm sorry, from this afternoon at 1 p.m. Initially, I was planning on doing a segment. I thought we were I was going to be watching C-SPAN all day as they had their objections. And then Mike Pence says Biden's the winner. And that's my prediction. Isn't it amazing how wrong I've been? I did. A, I, 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 w- I was saying for a long time, I thought the Democrats would win and then changed because I saw the polls and I think the Republicans are going to win Georgia. Wrong. Then I said, it's going to be a boring uh, approval and certification by, by Pence. Wrong. And there it is. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I tell you, my friends, I'm wrong a lot. I am not pretending to be a psychic. I can read you the news, give you my opinions, but I'll tell you what I was right about. The escalation and the people who are tired of this, whose lives have been destroyed by the lockdowns, the unconstitutional edict taking away their right to worship. No surprise. They put up a cross in front of the Capitol building. Nothing Trump. uh, I believe there's nothing Trump could say to stop them at this point. It is more than Trump. It is beyond Trump. But this this was the main story that I intended to cover. And, and, And let me just read. Pence says he doesn't have the power to reject electoral votes. Vice President Pence said on Wednesday, He does not have this power, saying his role is largely ceremonial. In a letter to Congress released as Trump urged him in a speech to take steps to overturn the election, Pence said, it is my considered judgment that my oath to support and defend the Constitution constrains me from claiming unilateral authority to determine which electoral votes should be counted and which should not. Well, that's the the gist of the story. I suppose Uh, they may have an update here. They do. Here we go. Trump's ongoing refusal to concede in the race despite having lost both the popular and electoral vote, has animated much of his base. Despite Republicans' calls to dismiss millions of legal votes, Pence wrote that he would keep the oath he made to the American people by upholding the Constitution to the best of his ability. That's that, he said, included ensuring that all formal objections to the certification process were heard. Upon hearing that, it was shortly after that Trump supporters breached the Capitol. I think there may be a reason why there's particular anger among Trump supporters in the Capitol right now. The Democrats are projected to be the winners of the of uh, the race, the Senate runoff in Georgia, giving them absolute uh, a, a simple majority in the Senate. They'll have the House, the Senate and the presidency. This allows them to pack the Supreme Court. Presumably, Joe Manchin may object and block them on some of these more radical proposals, but it does give them control. Mike Pence then came out and said he won't support the president. And thus you have very angry Trump supporters. Images have emerged showing the total vote count between Purdue and Ossoff in Georgia. That's the uh, Purdue being the Republican, Ossoff being the Democrat. And just like we saw with Joe Biden around uh, late in the night, we saw that even though Purdue was winning with both lines going up, Ossoff just jumped straight up and then it moves forward like normal. A strange anomalous jump 
that people don't have an explanation for giving Purdue, I'm sorry, uh, giving Ossoff the victory. And because of things like that, people do not trust these elections. They do not trust the results. And they finally snapped. I was warning about this. I've warned some time about the escalation, and, and, and you're familiar with that. There have been many things I've gotten wrong, and there have been many things I've gotten right. I have no problem saying that I'm not a psychic and I get things wrong. If it's a 50-50, well, then I guess I'm fine, right? But one thing I warned about was that what we saw with George Floyd and the riots uh, across this country was undirected, unorganized, uncontrolled. People were angry. Now, they say they were angry because of George Floyd, but many contended that the, a lot of the anger came from being locked up, having their jobs taken away, becoming desperate and getting no support from Congress. That intensified the riots. But they were rioting against just the police and generally just looting and burning in many places. Trump supporters may not be organized, but they're substantially more focused. When you look at the charts showing the breakdown of the Democrat and Republican Party, you can see Democrats are very spread out, meaning a wide range of leftist to moderate issues. The Republicans are much more centralized. When Republicans see these lockdowns will persist with control going to Democrats, there will be years of lockdowns. That's what Bill Gates and Fauci have both said. Before anything goes to normal, it'll be years. Ossoff, Joe Biden's advisor, said six weeks of a national lockdown and mask mandate. You have Trump supporters whose jobs, whose businesses, everything have been stripped away and destroyed by the lockdowns. They blame the government and predominantly the Democrats. Their anger is similar to the lockdown anger we saw from the left, but much more focused and being directed explicitly at Congress and the joint session. I have no idea what to expect from a recess in the joint session. I don't want to give any hard predictions because it would be absurd. But let me just say, part of me thinks the National Guard will come in. These people will be removed. There will be a return to the session of Congress. And then we will see uh, uh, Joe Biden certified. But I thought I, I thought Mike Pence was going to do it. And I was wrong about that, too. It could be that, uh, as Majid Nawaz said, by tomorrow, Wisconsin votes to decertify. That would be insane. What would happen? What would happen now after the Trump supporters breached the building, tear gas fired, members of Congress cracking open uh, tear gas mask bags to mask up? What would happen if Trump actually does end up getting a constitutional victory only because of the Trump supporters? This is crazy. You know, I said the other day that um, what if so many Trump supporters show up, they can't have the joint session? What do we do? Who is president? It would likely fall to Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. That's uh, what many people have predicted. Earlier this morning, I thought I was wrong. The Trump supporters aren't going to show up in large enough numbers nor take any action to shut this down. And I'm glad to say that uh, this time I was actually right. I mean, I don't want to pretend like I'm, I'm, I'm all that smart or, you know, all the time. I'm just reading the news, same as most of you. But last night, I really did believe nothing would happen. And I said, but what if? And that what if came true. I'm worried. Uh, I won't I won't lie. Um, in the past year, I've uh, I've bought many guns right now on Twitter. Leftists are saying they're going to be buying weapons and training because the Trump people are going crazy. I'm not so, I'm not I'm not concerned about any one political faction in terms of my personal safety. I'm concerned about my personal safety in general. Of course, I obviously have more concerns about the left Antifa than I do about Trump supporters. You see, they focus on the Capitol building on politics. The left was focused on businesses. My bigger question, though, is leftists were making jokes about guillotines for the elites and the ruling class. Were they serious or are they now going to oppose the Trump supporters who are storming the Capitol building? Isn't this what Antifa wanted? This is what worries me. What happens if it is and they go in and then it breaks this country? What happens if we actually are entering some kind of civil war. Is it all that uh, uh, crazy now? To all the people who said it was silly and absurd to talk about getting emergency food supplies. I'm not even talking about serious prepping. I'm not even talking about building a bunker. I was just saying, look, sometimes it rains, you know, and when it does, you know, the roads close. So you have some food just in case. Maybe don't need it, but, you know, it lasts for 25 years. And they mocked me. They said, where's the civil war, Tim? Where's the chaos? Where's the conflict? This could all end. And I said that before, remember? Remember when I said this? Maybe the escalation ends here. Maybe it all just goes back to normal and everyone smiles and Joe Biden becomes president. But I kind of don't, I don't think so, right? Now I'm, I'm sitting here in my room rather freaked out 
that we just saw Trump supporters shatter the windows of the Capitol building, breach the building, and then the police fired tear gas in the rotunda as they're making their way to the main chamber. I don't know where, 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 where it's all going on right now as I record this video, but my friends, stay safe, stay vigilant, and I'll, I'll stress it one more time. YouTube.com forward slash Timcast IRL live. We'll be live very, very shortly after the publication of this video. I don't, uh, I just don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it ends here. Maybe, maybe by the time I'm done recording, I go back to Twitter and they're like, the Trump supporters have been cleared out. The National Guard has regained control. Joe Biden is president. I believe if that's the case, there will be a crackdown on the internet. There will be a termination of websites like Parler. It will be swift and fierce. My friends, you need to understand that breaching the Capitol is not like someone smashing the window from a, of, a, of a Louis Vuitton and stealing a bag. We are talking about one of the most secure buildings in our country, one of the most important, being breached by American citizens. For better or for worse, the crackdown, I believe, if this gambit fails, will be severe. We will hear from Joe Biden that those who supported Trump, uh, there's going to be truth and reconciliation commissions. They're going to come after a lot of people. I think they'll go after websites like Parler. The, the DNS will shut them down and the Great Reset is underway. I don't know what's to come next. I don't. I'm not psychic. Stay safe. Get ready. Something's happening. Thanks for hanging out. YouTube.com slash Timcast IRL. And I will see you later tonight live. The age of Republicans is over. Right now, internal fights are brewing, erupting, as the McConnell-led faction of the Republican Party is freaking out at the Trump-led faction of the Republican Party, angry at losing both Georgia Senate seats. Now, this is truly incredible, with 98% reporting. Warnock has defeated Leffler and Ossoff, very likely to defeat Purdue. That is both Democrats winning. The Senate will go 50-50 with Kamala Harris, the vice president and president of the Senate, as the tie-breaking vote, giving Democrats a simple majority. Now, you do have people like uh, Manchin who may not allow Democrats to just do anything. So there may be some pullback. It won't be absolute that Democrats just go nuts and burn everything to the ground. They may not actually be able to pack the Supreme Courts because of the likes of Manchin, but we will see. With a 50-50 split, they're going to be able to just push through whatever they want. Kamala Harris coming in and breaking that tie. I think Republicans are screwed. I think they've been screwed for a long time. You see, Donald Trump is a moderate. Vox.com, progressive website, called Donald Trump a moderate. It's really funny because then after he, you know, he wins, everybody says he's a far-right white nationalist and all this, all this other nonsense about the president, but he's fairly moderate. Here's what's going to happen. Democrats keep winning for a variety of reasons. They change the rules for a variety of reasons, but mostly to help them win. Every day, more and more low information voters are brought into the fold by Democrats, and that puts Republicans at a major disadvantage. Republicans have low information voters. That's a fact. Democrats do as well, but Democrats rely on them for victories, and it works. So long as they control cultural institutions, they will win over low information voters. So what this means is, and, I, and just for those that don't know the context, when I bring it up in, uh, in, 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 as, as I've brought it up in other segments, trying to get 16 year olds to vote. Come on, they're, they're not going to be able to tell you sound fiscal policy and vote for someone who's talking about the proper way to deal with the deficit or the debt. They don't know. And even AOC is advocated for deficit spending. Great. Here comes the hyperinflation. Now, the progressives lined up behind the Democratic establishment for the most part. Some progressives in the media space didn't, but well, there you go. So long as they're lining up and getting on the, you know, bending the knee for Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats are going to have an easier path forward. Now, here's what's happening with Republicans. This is going to get funny. Mitch McConnell rejected $2,000 stimulus. Donald Trump called for it. Just before an election, everybody was saying it. They were like, probably the stupidest thing. Any Republican could have done. Actually, let me show you this tweet from Robbie Starbuck. He says Mitch McConnell not getting $2,000 checks sent out was the worst political decision in recent memory. It was a layup. It told people who would have voted for our candidates that you don't care about that. It told people that you don't care about them. There's nothing worse than telling voters you don't care about them. You know, the best part in all of this is the Democrat strategy paid off. 
They beat the living crap out of the working class, laughed and screamed and yelled. And, and, and what I mean by laughed is you got, you know, uh, as I often mention, uh, Lori Lightfoot, Whitmer, you've got Newsom. They go out in defiance of COVID lockdown. Nancy Pelosi defies COVID lockdown. They are laughing in your face as your businesses are shut down and your jobs are gone. But doesn't matter. Low information voters in big cities don't care. You come out and you say, there's a virus. Okay, it's a pandemic and we have to lock down. I'm sorry, but your job is just not important enough. And they go, you're right. We got to do the right thing. And then Newsom kicks his feet up, goes to a restaurant, ignoring all the lockdowns and doing whatever he wants. I have to wonder why it is the Democrats aren't particularly scared of this, right? They even had a Democrat who tested positive for COVID show up for the uh, for the swearing in uh, 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 for the rules ceremony, the swearing in session of, of Congress on the third to vote for Nancy Pelosi because they were worried about losing power. You see, the Democrats love playing dirty games. Now, don't get me wrong. Republicans do, too, but they're just not organized. That's the thing. You know, they, 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 Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, I, I say, you know, I'm not a fan of either of these individuals. And for the most part, not most of the Republican Party either. But you know what? I think these Republicans deserved to lose. Absolutely. They deserve to. Not that it's good for the country. It's actually really bad. There was hope in the stock market that a Republican controlled Senate with a Democrat House and Democrat presidency would be good for this country because it would stall everything out. It would create some kind of stability. That's gone. Now we're going to see lunacy from the from the Democrats. They're going to do they're, they're going to push rule changes. It is going to be a whole lot of hilarious uh, everything, I guess. You know, uh, Donald Trump signed that executive order banning critical race theory, basically saying, follow the, the uh, you know, Title seven of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. You can't discriminate on the basis of race. Well, Joe Biden's pledged to get rid of that. Joe Biden has pledged to ban online sale of firearms, accessories and ammunition. Now, listen. You can't send weapons and ammo from online orders to states that prohibit it. Well, here we go. Gun control is going to ramp up like crazy, which is fascinating to me because we have, what, 7 million new gun owners in this past year. I love these people who went out and bought guns and ammo scared about the unrest and then voted for the Democrats. It's like, imagine going to store going to the store, saving up money, and then being like, I'm going to buy this expensive thing right now. I'm going to buy a PS5. You buy it, you go home, and then you hand it to your neighbor and say, great, now I feel good. You bought it, then you voted for the guy who's going to take it away from you. These people, they don't, they don't understand. That's why I say the Democrats rely on low information voters. Of course, Trump supporters are already screaming voter fraud. They don't think it's legit. Perhaps, but there's two factors I will say. When you scream voter fraud, and this was everybody warned this. Let me tell you the three big factors that I think impacted this race. First, man, I should have trusted my gut. I had been saying all along that I thought the Democrats were going to win because Trump wasn't on the ballot. But in the last week, I did a segment on my main channel where I said the Republicans are set to win. Why? Because I didn't think my personal opinion on projecting outcomes was was worth anything, considering the polls were favorable for the Republicans. It at least showed that Purdue was going to win. And that meant the Republicans would control the Senate. And I should have just uh, recognized I was right the first time. But let me tell you the three the three things. First of all, they said that uh, they've been warning for some time. If you tell people the election is fraudulent, why would they want to vote? In fact, some voters were asking Leffler, why should I vote if it's rigged? And then they had this really pathetic answer. Well, if they're going to cheat, it's our job to make it hard for them to cheat. Are are you kidding me? (laughs) That's not confidence building. So that hurt. Then you had the stimulus checks. Who Mitch McConnell was like, I'm going to make sure nobody gets the help that the president wants them to get. Congratulations. You played yourself. What were you thinking doing that just before an election? Quite literally offering people money in exchange for votes. You think the Republicans are going to win after uh, after Democrats were doing that? Trump tried. They're blaming Trump for this. Trump's the one who was like, I'm going to get you $2,000. It was a layup. Like Robbie Starbucks, it was a layup. And Mitch McConnell was like, no, I'm not interested in playing. Oh, they scored on me. Oh, no. There you go. Turtle man, you'll lose everything. Third, I don't think this last one 
is the is the biggest driver. But it's really interesting to see. I tweeted, I wonder how many Trump supporters are going to be leaving on the 5th to head to D.C. to support Trump instead of sticking around for the runoff election. Interestingly, a lot of people who don't get this said, but Tim, there's early voting. Look at the numbers. Early voting is like 80 percent Democrat. That means even if those Republicans voted early, the likelihood that when those votes come in favoring Republicans is it's, it's slim. And Biden will just I'm sorry, not Biden. The Democrats would just keep growing in terms of their lead. Trump supporters do not vote early or by absentee for the most part. For the most part, there was a map that came out that said, here's what the country would look like if you only counted in-person voting, and it was 50 Republican states, all red. They said, here's what happens if you only count early and absentee, and it was almost entirely Democrat. So don't tell me when I say, you know, Republicans are going to leave to DC, that they all voted early. No, they didn't. Now, the bigger question is, how many people actually went from Georgia to D.C.? Was it 20,000 people? I mean, that would be substantial. And I really don't think so. I think the biggest factor is Mitch McConnell is feckless and he's not going to even support the president. He has called on people not to support the president and he blocked a stimulus check of $2,000 for you. So most people are probably saying, I don't care if this guy is, is Senate Majority Leader or not. What's the point? They lost faith. They just didn't care. It's interesting, though. It's really fascinating to see how across the country, Republicans did really well in, uh, in the House and state legislatures, but then lost these, just these, the most uh, crucial elections are the ones they lost. The, they, the, the, the Democrats didn't need to win all that much in the House. They just needed to maintain their majority. And so they lost quite a bit. They lost quite a bit in the state houses as well. But then in key cities, it was just enough for Joe Biden to get the presidency. And in Georgia, the one state where it needed to happen. It's really weird. I'll tell you, man. It's What's, what's fascinating is that Purdue was, was leading, I think, by a substantial amount of votes on election day, but he didn't crack 50%. The left was saying that the runoff election system was racist and it should be abolished or whatever. I'm like, okay, then well, Purdue wins. The Republicans only needed one seat to win, and they couldn't even do that. I do the clap thing, right? Clap, clap, clap. Let me show. Let me let me tell you what happens next. This is from the Washington Post. They say, "How many times has this happened in U.S. history? Only three. In 1881, the Senate remained evenly divided for much of its two-year session. In 54, it happened again because of a senator's death. But the even split lasted only a few months. In 2001, the Senate was split 50-50 from January until June." Who runs the Senate if no party has a majority? The party that holds the vice presidency. The Constitution makes the vice president the president of the Senate with the power to cast a decisive vote in the case of a tie. In 2001, for instance, Democrats had control at the outset during the few days when Al Gore was vice president. Then when Richard B. Cheney became vice president, Republicans took control. This year, a 50-50 split would give control to the Democrats with Kamala Harris able to cast the deciding vote. What about the party that doesn't control the vice presidency? Is it shut out? They say twice in 1881 and 2001, the two parties have struck deals that allowed for some sharing of power that left the out of power party with some leverage that a, that a, a minority party typically has. In 01, for instance, the parties agreed to split committee memberships evenly instead of overloading them with the members of the majority party as usual. They also changed the rules so that if a committee deadlocked on a bill, the bill could still be brought to a floor, a floor vote on the Senate. Trent Lott of Mississippi then the Senate, uh, Senate's top Republican, worked out that deal with then Democratic leader Tom Daschle. In an interview Tuesday, Lott said he wanted to avoid gridlock by giving Democrats greater influence. I could have been a horse's rear and said, we have the majority to hell with you. And we would, had, uh, we would have had daily warfare. They said, could that compromise happen in 2021? It's possible. Neither Republicans nor Democrats have offered much detail about how they would handle a split. Several, several of the staffers who helped Daschle and Lott hammer uh, and Lot hammer out their power sharing agreement are still working for the leaders in the current Senate, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer. Before the 2016 election, when there was a chance of another 50-50 split, McConnell told reporters he would seek to use a 2001 agreement as a model. They say if the Democrats have 51 votes, what could they pass? With 51 votes, Democrats could confirm Biden's nominees for cabinet positions, federal judgeships, and if one came open, a seat for the U.S. Supreme Court. 
They could also use the legislative mechanism known as reconciliation to pass some legislation if it is related to budgets and spending. They're going to be able to like, you know, basically jack up taxes, things like that. The Senate could theoretically change the rules set a rule setting that's that 60 vote threshold. But that sort of change seems unlikely. So I'll tell you, I think Democrats are going to taxes are going to go way up. And the, the issue I take with Democrats in taxation is that the way they structure it is so that the rich stay rich and those who are poor or middle class or upper class can't break into the absolute upper echelon. I think upward mobility is important. But what Democrat policies consistently do is create a two tiered system of lordship and serfs, essentially. When I'll, I'll give you a simple uh, breakdown. If you say we're going to increase the highest tax bracket to 55 percent or something like that, right? People who make over, I think it's probably like 300 and something thousand. Let's just say if you make half a million dollars a year, you're you're pretty rich, like you're you're really well off and you can just basically do for the most part, whatever you want. But half a million isn't all that much, especially if you have a family relative to the ultra elites, the CEOs, the moguls, the billionaires, the millionaires, etc. So here's what happens. If you make half a million dollars and you get taxed more than half and you walk away with 200 grand spending, you're doing all right. <laughs> you got 200 grand. You buy yourself a Tesla. You can you know, you know pay off. You got nothing to worry about for your house. You can afford a really, really big house. You're doing great. Now, if you are getting taxed at 55%, but your salary as a CEO is $20 million, then you walk away with, you know, nine or so million in cash. With that excess money in the millions, you can invest in a lot of things that allow you to grow your wealth. So the, the, what I'm trying to say is what we would need is an expanding progressive bracket where we say it's not about taxing everyone above 500k at 55. It's about saying, okay, if you make you know, uh, half a million, you get taxed at 40. If you make a million, you get taxed at 43. So we need to increase the amount of progressive brackets. That's actually something Bernie Sanders has proposed. And I very much agree with it because I don't like the idea of lordships ruling over the serfs. My bigger problem with it, however, the challenge is I don't think giving the money to the government just solves the problem. So there are some serious issues. This is the issue I take with Democrats right now. What they're going to do is they're going to say, we're going to increase the taxes on the 1%. And the top 1%. Well, that includes people who make like what? What's top 1%? Like 350K a year? I mean, a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But you can't compare that to Nancy Pelosi's net worth, which is in the hundreds of millions. So by all means, tax the wealthy. But when, the way they're doing it makes it so that the people who are trying to break into the upper echelon, the top 1%, the 0.1%, it becomes increasingly difficult. But for those that are already there, it's, an, it's exponentially easier to just stay there. So I think we'll see a lot of that. But let me tell you what's going to happen with these Republicans. Here's where it gets fun. Republicans turn on Trump after Georgia loss. Fissures are forming as Republicans decide whether it's useful to cling to Trump, even as he tries to subvert an election or to distance themselves. You see, they lost, in my opinion, primarily because they rejected Trump. People love Trump. The Republican Party loves Trump. The Republican politicians, the establishment morons were like, I don't like Trump. Mitch McConnell coming out and saying, don't support the president in the Electoral College vote count. That was stupid. Mitch McConnell coming out and blocking the $2,000 stimulus. That was stupid. Now, to be fair, McConnell said, you're not going to bully us into this. We'll do $2,000 if you repeal 230, essentially obstructing it. And Trump was like, just do it. How are they mad at Trump when they're the ones who lost? Trump didn't lose Georgia. Trump tried to help you win Georgia. You lost Georgia because you're terrible at what you do. Let's be real, man. Look look at someone like me. I am absolutely the best opportunity for these Republicans because I didn't vote in in 2012. I I voted in 20. uh, I didn't vote in 2012. I voted in 2008 in the presidential race for Barack Obama. Regretted it later. In 2016, I did not vote. And then in 2020, I came around because I was like, Trump is not the same as the as as the system. And I'll take what I can get. I like that he's for school choice. I like that he opposes the critical race theory stuff. I like that he was trying to get our troops out of Afghanistan and Syria. Not that he's perfect, but I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. And yeah, I wrote I wrote I voted Republican down ticket, mostly on the wokeness issue. They should have been speaking to people like me. The moderates, they needed to win, but they weren't. There were some, uh, I'll tell you, my, like my opinion over the past weeks was, I don't care about Leffler and Purdue. 
They are just your, like, I, I don't care if Mitch McConnell retains the power. In fact, I don't like that he does. I don't like him. We need new politicians. We need new populists. I will, we'll, we'll see if we actually get them. It's entirely possible. Somehow Purdue pulls ahead. I don't think so. Uh, Ossoff is up around, I think, 12 uh, to 13,000 votes. And the remaining places to be counted, let me show you this. We got a map from the New York Times. The remaining uh, areas where votes are, are, are at, it's, it's basically blue areas in, in, with, in DeKalb County. They're, they're waiting for votes to come in. And I mean, it's just, it's just absurd. Uh, Warnock has 89%. It, Atlanta area is not going to go to Purdue. Democrats are going to take it. And Republicans are too busy blaming Trump. Well, I'll tell you this. If I had a choice between some like, uh, you know, Lauren Boebert, okay? You guys know Lauren Boebert? She's the lady who went on uh, TV and challenged Beto O'Rourke saying, you're not going to take my guns. Then she ran for Congress and she won. And I actually believe she's principled and has integrity, and would stand up for what she thinks is right over careerist politicking. I look at someone like her, and I look at, you know, Leffler and Purdue, and I'm just like, nah, uh-uh, sorry, I don't believe them at all. I do not believe these people are principled. And the problem may be it's easier to be a Congress, you know, a member of Congress than it is to be a senator, because senators got to play to the whole state. And, uh, uh, you know, for Congress, you have your district. So it's easier to represent your district than it is an entire state. No principles. I mean, same is true for Chuck Schumer and Pelosi. We need to get rid of these career politicians. But where we're headed, I don't think Republicans are going to win for a long time. If they do, it's going to be like, you know, some Republicans going to come out and be like, I'm for uh, mass migration and I'm for raising taxes. I am for, uh, you know, uh, universal basic income, but I'm a Republican. And that'll be it. And then the Republican Party is going to be dragged further to the left. And it's funny because the left says that the Overton window, these leftists are like, the Overton window has shifted so far to the right. And you know what? That really comes from like young people. I hear that mostly from people who are in their early 20s who have no political experience who think the Overton window shifted to the right when in fact it's shifted ridiculously to the left. Case in point, you know, they'll ban uh, Milo for making jokes and they won't ban people on the left for similar things or Antifa. So like the best example, just to when I was uh, on the podcast with Jack Dorsey and Vijay Gade, Joe Rogan podcast, I pointed out there was an Antifa account, aligned leftist account calling for violence and instructing people to do so. And they didn't remove it. And then you get Milo making a naughty joke and they ban him outright. The Overton window has shifted so far to the left. They don't even realize what's going on. But the scary thing is they think the Overton window is on the right. That's how far left they are. That's going to be crazy. Let me show you some more tweets. Josh Kroshnar is uh, tweeting about Mitch McConnell. He is uh, a columnist, a journalist for, uh, for the national, uh, at the National Journal. He says, emotions running high among McConnell-aligned Republicans early Wednesday a.m. after reality of what transpired in Georgia settled in. Maybe the heat of the moment, but mood is for, uh, is for declaring war on Team Trump, want to marginalize Trump as they marginalized Steve Bannon in 2017. Do you think you're going to convince Democrat voters to vote Republican by going against Trump? That to me is, in, is insane. I guess maybe, but it's not even about Trump himself. It's about Trump policies. It's about populism on the right. Well, it's all, you, you do what you guys want and, and, and far be it from me to uh, uh, argue because uh, I just, I just don't care. Look, Trump had his chance Trump's flailing. Trump's now saying if Pence comes through for us, Pence is not going to come through for every, for anybody. I'm, 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 I'm sick of, look, I get it. There are a lot of Trump supporters who are trying to keep morale up. They're trying to, they, they don't want to back down because the reality is actually rather scary that Democrats are now going to control basically everything. They don't want to accept it. But come on, Trump has fumbled over and over and over again. And they say Trump, you know, tired of winning and all that stuff. No, Trump has been fumbling the ball since before the election and now after it. That's just the reality. The lawsuit should have come in beforehand. They didn't. Well, here we are. So what's going to happen next, man? Uh, Democrats are going to go in and they're going to dance around and they're going to pass crazy things. It's going to get bad. Taxes are going to go up. Money printing is going to go insane. It's going to decimate the economy. There's um, CNBC ran a story where they interviewed a bunch of financial advisors and they said that, you know, two thirds believe the markets are going to be hit pretty hard. And the market was was doing well 
because of the stability that was approaching that the Senate, the Senate was going to be Republican. Now that Democrats have everything, there's going to be rampant changes, no stability. People are going to get out of the dollar. It's being dollars are being printed like crazy and in printing. I see I, I, what I mean is typed on a keyboard and pressed enter because they don't do uh, paper money for the most part. It's all digital now. Hyperinflation's uh, underway. Mass uh, uh, internal migrations in the United States are all over the place. People are going to flee cities. The shape of this country is changing dramatically, and it's moving further and further left. Now, I'll tell you something. I'm not super concerned about social welfare policy. I'm not. Uh, and the reason for it is I support it to a certain degree. My problem is the bloat and the corruption. I think we can have a sound social welfare policies, but you have to set up a system by which you can purge them when they break and when they become bloated and they're, and they're festering. My bigger issue is that the left has embraced the cult of wokeness, this racist ideology that's actually creating more segregation. That's going to be the scariest thing. When you are not allowed to have freedoms or liberties or access based on your race, and I know the left is saying, you know, oh, the white is white people are scared of losing power. I'm not talking about white people. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about every race, every race. You do not want to be in a situation where a vaccine is being distributed and they say, based on your race, you don't get it. That is nightmarish. That's where we're going because they want equality for all. We'll see how it plays out right now. Trump supporters are flocking en masse to Washington, D.C., Looks pretty peaceful, and there's a lot of people, and the more people there are, the more peaceful it becomes. They're going to be counting the electoral votes today. It'll be fun and exciting. I wonder how Trump supporters in D.C. will react. For the most part, it's a bunch of seemingly middle-aged Trump supporters who are walking around and having a good time. So I can't imagine anything really happens. This could, uh, in my opinion, be the end of the, you know, I feel like the U.S. is fundamentally broken as it is. And it's being reformed into something that is not the United States as, as we've known it. And that's true. It happened. It's happened a lot, right? The Civil War changed things. Then we had the, 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 the you know, Jekyll Island, the Federal Reserve. Then we had world wars. So the country's shape has changed dramatically in several different ways. But my fear now is the one thing that defines, in my opinion, whether or not there's political power behind a movement is organization. Trump supporters have that organizational power to a certain degree, but it's not enough but it's, it's not enough to change the political system in the system, but it's certainly enough to disrupt it in worrying ways. So we'll see how it plays out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.